Hey, welcome back to another Ge- Geekish Podcast. I'm Bino. It's Derek over there. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining us. Uh, we, we hit a big milestone this month. Did you know we, we've gotten over 50,000 downloads now? 50K! Mm-hmm. That's, that's reason to celebrate. I wish I had more than just water in here now. <laughs> <laughs> you can celebrate in here. It's fine. Yeah. Right. Uh, but this week, we decided we're going to talk about something that uh, we love. We, you know, if you've listened to us before, that superhero movies and superheroes and comics are a big thing for both of us, but the concept of super fear, superhero fatigue. And if we're in the middle of it right now, if it's going to get better, if it's going to get worse, because you, no, no. you, you brought this up, you said, Hey, let's talk about superhero fatigue. And I started thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, I, I definitely, because I grew up reading comic books. That was, that was what I did. I read my comic books in my room for three or four hours a day. I think most of the time. And by the time superhero movies started coming out, I wanted to see them. I was there opening night or opening weekend for every superhero movie that came out for darn near a decade. And now superhero movies comes out, super TV shows like, oh, oh yeah, that came out, didn't it? Oh yeah, I should, I should, I should probably go see that sometime. <laughs> I feel like it's, you know, growing up with it, it was, and we've talked about this too, it was kind of not shunned, but you were, you were an outcast for liking comics, right? You were, mm-hmm. you were a nerd for liking anime, for liking comics. And then, you know, Hollywood tried its hand at some comic book movies. You know, we got Blade, um, Spawn, you know, in the early 90s, late mm-hmm. 90s, they tried. And then Spider-Man came out with Tobey Maguire. Kind of switched things around. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, obviously we had some mediocre Batmans and everything. I still have a soft spot for Batman forever. But if you look back, the time when those came out, there wasn't a whole lot of quote unquote comic book movies or superhero movies for them to compete with. And on top of that, once one came out, like Spider-Man, you had to wait years for the next one to come out. Mm-hmm. You had to look forward to it and you had to watch the other one over and over and over <laughs> memorize right. it. And then Iron Man came out. When set up the, you know, obviously the failed Hulk movies and whatnot, but Iron Man came out and kind of set up the cinematic universe as we know it. And again, with that came out, we had to wait. And then all of a sudden, you know, there's a Marvel movie a year, maybe two, two a year. Like, okay, okay, (laughs) one in the summer, one at Christmas or something like that. Right. And now it just, it seems like Hollywood's just like trying to cash in. And now we, you know, we also have. What Blade just got postponed again? The the remake of that just got postponed again. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy got pushed out. Um, Ant Man got pushed back a little bit, you know. And I feel like, especially with the you know the stories coming out of like the visual effects artists are getting crunch time, putting all the CGI and everything like that. And then you have Marvel just milking everything. They're like, oh, you like our movies? Check out our TV shows. And like you said, there's just it's too much. Mm-hmm. And it's to the point now where I don't know. I kind of had this thought. I had the thought of the superhero fatigue when I was watching Moon Knight because I wanted to like Moon Knight. I heard good things about it and I enjoyed aspects of it. But overall, I'm like, this didn't need to be made. Like, this could have been like a short movie or something like that. Like, you know, they had the filler in there and everything like that. And it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, we look back to what was it, 2013, when the Marvel movies really kind of took off, 2012, 13, right in there, mm-hmm. when we started seeing more and more, and they're like, Thor, and we're like getting excited and everything like that. You're like, yeah. And then, I don't know, when, 
you also have DC trying and they're failing left and right at movies. And it's just like, okay. How about you guys take a step back and put out something that's good? Yeah, just take a little more time. Because I, I, I got to agree that a lot of things are coming out that I'm enjoying. And it's tough to complain the fact of growing up the nerds that we were, or the fact that we're now saturated in superhero stuff everywhere you go. I, mm-hmm. I still revel in that fact, and I, I don't want to be like, this is this is a good part of the world right now. But right. there's some of it that just, it, it some of it does not have the heart and soul that it needs. Or there's parts of it does, but then there's a whole bunch of other over-the-top nonsense is like why even bother with it i think of black adam i still i haven't seen that yet i want to previews make it look good but if black adam had come out 10 years ago would i have been in line for opening night with tickets that i bought three months in advance to see it in that first day and probably go back and see it again the following weekend probably but this year i'm like oh yeah if i get a chance to see it before it gets out of theaters i'll I'll go do that And I, and I, I it, it hurts my heart to say it, but that's the way it is. The TV shows, I, I, I think we just finished She-Hulk last week. Finally got around to that. We watched Moon Knight about a month late. Um, completely oh, yes, Marvel. I, I did watch Ms. Marvel relatively close to it because I got a, a daughter close to that age, so that was a little more upkeep with that. But like the DV, DC shows, I haven't watched any of those at all. I haven't watched Arrow since like season four. I haven't watched The Flash since season th- four or five. I couldn't even make it through a season of uh, God. That was the the future. Supergirl. One. Oh, uh, I didn't watch any watch any Supergirl. Um, the two or three other series that came out, I didn't even touch them because it was it's a commitment when you have other things going on in life. You put this this time together. And you're like there there's a part time job of superhero TV shows coming out that I can't commit to right now. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing too, is you look back at Netflix, if you don't stay on top of like when Netflix did the daredevil series and then they did the spinoff of the Punisher and then uh, Jessica Jones and then iron fist, which I heard was garbage anyway, but you know, they're just setting up the defender. It's just, it's all these things like, uh, like daredevil is great. Don't get me wrong. It was a fantastic show. And now that they're bringing them back, I'm like, yay, and it's confirmed that it's the same one, but I'm like, are you going to continue storylines from that? Do I need to go back and rewatch that? Cause I think I stopped daredevil like at season three and it just, it gets too much because life, you know, as the whole mantra of get geekish is geeks when you have time type of thing. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting here now and they're making some big announcements, right? We just had a Disney 23 or whatever it's called. And they announced a whole bunch of Marvel movies coming out. And it's hard for me to get excited for them. Like I'm right there with you. I'm like, I still love that we can go to comic cons and there's just people excited. We, you know, trick or treating, you see kids excited about Spider-Man, you, you know, everybody's excited about superheroes now, which is great. But at the same time, you also look at the roadmap for Marvel and this all stretched out. And like one of the movies I'm, you know, you might be excited about, five years down the road and we'll forget about it. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I feel it's a weird parallel of kind of what happened to the music industry. Cause music industry for a while, there was the golden times when there was the number one chart toppers and everybody knew things. And if a song was a number one hit in the seventies, the eighties, even into the nineties, everyone knew the song. Everybody heard it. You heard it everywhere because it was the number one song. Now there can be bands that have seven or eight number one songs and I've never even heard of the band before or the artist because there's so many different charts and so many different genres and so many different splinters of things that there's not any 
one thing that everybody gravitates to. I feel that's what that with movies. When there was one or two superhero movies, you everybody that was into superheroes saw those movies, and even people that didn't like them knew about them. Mm-hmm. Now, when there's a, a new movie every other weekend and four TV shows a quarter, people are like, oh, the superhero shows? Yeah, I'm kind of sick of those. It's whatever. Who cares? And so it just it kind of waters everything down. So even when there are good ones, the good ones never get to explode and become any kind of cultural phenomenon because they're already so pigeonholed in these little segments and niches and things like that, which is kind of painful. Well, I don't even think they give them time, to be honest. You know, and it's it's the spoiler culture of the internet right it's the you know there's i haven't watched she hulk but i know there's a whole bunch of things that happen in it because of the internet and i want to get excited about she hulk because like when it first came out i was like this looks awful and then i started hearing good things about it and started seeing things like okay but again it's the one i'm like when am i gonna have time to do this Mm -hmm. and i think if they gave it time to marinate you know just like a good steak if you give it time to rest that thing is going to be even better but they're so bottom dollar that's you know you had what Hawkeye came out and that was mediocre. Moon Knight came out that was mediocre with bits of shining, you know, greatness. And just like Hawkeye, like the last episode is like, yeah, but to get there, you yeah, that, like, like you said, both those both those could have been two hour movies and been a little more condensed and been more compelling per se. Yeah, but that the idea um, of just trying to get people glued to the oh we need to make them come back every week and watch so our streaming numbers go up. I think that's kind of what's ruining it too because. The way those shows are made, they, to me, they almost have to be binge where there's a lot of shows that I don't even bother watching them until they're done because when there's the cliffhangers and all these different plot things you have to keep track of, I forget what happens. So I'm like, I'm just going to wait so I can watch three or four of them in a row because I'm just going to binge it. That's how I like doing it. I can, I, I, that's why I never got into a lot of network TV shows that came across there when they're on, like when Lost was a big phenomenon. There's no way I'm going to watch a show and then wait three weeks to see the next episode when you're having cliffhangers <laughs> like that. Even Game of Thrones, like a, it was a, a season five before I finally started watching it because I couldn't, I just can't do it. Like, And if some of these TV shows, they made smaller movies, uh, what do you call them? made for TV style movies, made for streaming movies that are just good, solid, standalone, one pieces like, oh, cool. They could just do one of those every couple months have something to look forward to. I'd be down with that, but trying to find these ways to make sure that every week or every other week, there's something that's going to pull you back in. It seems like it's just pushing people away. Well, and that's the thing too, is like, you know, well, I, I keep coming back to Moon Knight cause that's the most recent one I've watched. I, you know, I haven't got to miss Marvel yet. We haven't gotten to, um, what, the other one, um, she Hulk, but you know, Moon Knight was one of those ones I was really excited about. I heard some good things. Everybody's like, "Oh yeah, this is done going great." But honestly, like I had to just my wife and I just had to like slog through some of the episodes because I'm like, I swear this is going to get better. It's got to, you know, from what I've heard. And I think, like you said, they're just, oh, you guys have heard this this off character. Let's put him out. Like Loki was great, but there was still some episodes where it was kind of just filler, right? Mm-hmm. And they set up Kang. And then you're like, oh, Kang's going to be in all this other stuff. And he wasn't. And now we have to wait until Ant-Man to see him again. And it's like, what do I have to do? Like, I don't know. And I feel the same way about Star Wars, which pains me because I love Star Wars. But Star Wars and Marvel movie or superhero movies in general are just go, 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 go. Let's expand the universe. Go, 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 go. But you're not making quality content. Mm hmm. Or it's kind of quality, but there's so many things going on that you can't wrap your head around it. And the average person 
doesn't realize all the things that go into it because they haven't watched the other 17 movies in order. And remember that the, the cartoon series, there's a crossover that this character came up from and read the books to know that this guy's going to show up in other parts. People, you're, when you're looking at entertainment, let's be honest, that's what these TV shows, movies, it's entertainment, right? It is not mm-hmm. fan service to people that are studying these, studying Star Wars like it's a religion. It's people that turn on the TV and are like, oh, I should watch this. This looks fun. And it's the, when the when the plot gets too intricate, it's it's really tough for people to follow along. And, and if you feel stupid watching a show, like you don't know what's going on, I don't know about you, but I I, I certainly don't feel like watching more when I when I feel dumb watching a show. Like what is all, I don't know what any of these things are. I apparently I don't like this. Like, <laughs> well, and that's kind of how I felt. So you know, Obi One came out, and I was like, oh yeah. And then I watched some of it, and I was like, okay, this has got to get better. You know, it's it it this could have been something i don't know it could have been something else but you know when every episode's an hour and some of it's just filler you're like guys you could have done this like you said in a two-hour movie you could have taken all six hours of this and put it into a decent two-hour movie and i mean you look at what morbius right i still haven't seen it i haven't either (laughs) and i and it's free it's free to watch on netflix right now Mm -hmm. and I haven't watched it because I've heard awful things about it and how they rushed production on it and they had to do, you know, rewrites on it. Same thing with the original Suicide Squad was, you know, we saw that we had hyped up and we watched it and we left. We're like, eh, because they kept trying to make it something that it's not and trying to rush it and push it out there. Oh, Deadpool did really well. So let's do heroes like this, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't know. Like, honestly, the only movie that I'm really stoked about right now is Deadpool 3. Because Wolverine's going to be in it, and I'm excited to see what they're going to do with it. Like all the other superhero movies, I'm like, also, like I'm, I'm like you, I'm like, I'll see him probably when they come out streaming. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife and I took a day off work to go see Thor: Love and Thunder, and it, it's an entertaining movie, but it is not what it hyped up to be. It's yeah, not it, what Ragnarok was. Yeah, for what the previews made of Love and Thunder, it was a complete letdown. For a mm-hmm. fun off the kilt superhero movie, it was entertaining. But it was still a letdown because they built it up to be this monumental. Oh, it's just this. Okay. <laughs> it honestly felt like a B movie. It felt like a very generic B superhero movie. Mm-hmm. And the plot seemed like it wasn't thought out right. I mean, and nothing against, um, what is it, T- Takio or whatever his name is, the mm-hmm. director, you know, who did Ragnarok. Ragnarok was great. And he did, you know, what we did in the show is great. You know, all those other things that he does. This one, I don't know if his heart wasn't in it or if Marvel, I, I don't know. It just wasn't great. Mm-hmm. And it, like you said, it was entertaining, but I was watching it. I was like, this feels so far off from what it could have been. And is it, if they maybe just gave it a little bit more time, maybe a little bit more space. I feel like I mean, if I'm going to go on my negative side here, I feel like a lot of it is because these shows now have so much backing and so much money going into them that all these decisions are made off of focus groups and what's going to be big and what's going to sell and what's going to resonate with people. And it's not focused so much on telling fun stories. Like right. somebody that has, here's this great story I want to tell about this. is like, no, no, we've got to get the marketing team on board to find out, oh, we got to have this character in there because they're going to sell these. Oh, we need this character because this demographic needs to see it. we got to make sure to have this thing because it's a winter movie, so we got to have a Christmas time. Like, no, just just let, let people tell stories. I, I could guarantee there's thousands and thousands of screenwriters and storytellers and comic book artists that have brilliant movie scripts that are probably piled up in the trash can inside some of these movie executives houses because they don't have the 
quote unquote marketing appeal that some of the other ones have. Perfect example is Black Widow. Okay. So Black Widow should have got her standalone movie years before she did, but and it, 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 this is common knowledge, it, like it wasn't marketable. They're like, nobody wants to see a female superhero. You can't, that's why toys weren't made of her really. That, mm-hmm. you know, they, they're like, she's not going to sell toys. And it's the same thing. Like, it's the Transformers effect of what's going to sell and get people, get it in their home. Mm-hmm. And Black Widow movie, again, I watched it. I wasn't blown away. I'll probably never watch it again because in my mind, it wasn't that great. And it was a very forgettable movie. But I feel like if they would have spent more time on it, it could have been very good. But it was just a generic spy movie with superhero tie-in mm-hmm. you know I don't, and that's that's what worries me about where we're going what is this now phase four no. of phase four or five whatever we're in, in phase, right now phase, marvel phase four of the marvel universe yeah that's what worries me now a lot of people who weren't into superheroes got into superheroes because the original avengers right now we no longer have iron man Captain America's gone and he's passing on the mantle and everything like that, which is going to, you know, piss some people off. It's not my event, you know, blah, 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 whatever. I'm excited to kind of see where they go with that. But at the same time, I'm like, you build it up and do it right. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be, more, I'd be a lot more excited if I knew that it was people telling good stories they've developed for characters other than just cashing out for it. Because I look at Spider-Man No Way Home, really enjoyed that movie. It's very good. Still made almost $1.9 billion worldwide. I think mm-hmm. Disney's to call it a success. Love and Thunder, we talked about. A little bit of a letdown. It still made almost $700 million for Disney. Multiverse of Madness, severely let down by that one, I think, as far as storytelling we, goes. We've, we've talked about that one. <laughs> yeah, and that one pulled in almost a billion dollars. So if the people that fund these movies are getting rewarded with those kind of numbers for putting out... Mediocre? Mediocrity? It's not going to change, which worries me the most. Yeah, well, I mean, look at, <sighs> look at look at Morbius because what they they put it out there, people started ripping it apart. Right, it's got a low score. It's got the low score out of a comic book movie, right? Lower than well, I don't I don't think it's lower than Dark Phoenix, but it's still it's not great. And then Sony took everybody making fun of it. It was like, hey, we're going to put it back in there in the theaters for a limited release. And they still made money off of that limited release, even though people made fun of it. And it's just when you have a movie like that and executives going, see, we still made money off of it. They don't care about quality. Let's just put out quantity. No, mm-hmm. please don't. And then the thing is, too, with these shows. Oh, yeah, I just jumped on my lap with these shows. We have, like you said, you have to pay attention to them if you want to know what's going on in the next thing. Because like, had you not watched Wandavision, you may not, you may yeah. have missed out on some things on Doctor Strange. Pretty sure a lot of things in Doctor Strange wouldn't have made any sense at all. <laughs> right. So, and you know, we're they're setting up. I think the Young Adventure Adventures, right, with Miss Marvel mm-hmm. and everything like that. So, if you don't watch Miss Marvel and you go into this and you don't know who America Chavez is because you didn't watch Doctor Strange, it's just like, okay. Which again. I love the tie-ins, and I love the yeah, idea. Yeah, I love I love the tie-ins because that's what a comic book is, right? You pick up a comic book, you're like, "Oh man, this crossover that's so cool!" And you'd get excited for it, and they tell a riveting story. Now, great, granted, not every comic book's going to have that wow factor, right? You're going to read it and go, "That was okay." I'm excited to see what's going to come in the next issue. But now we have this, and then you have all these reports coming out of like the CGI. They're getting crunched, so that's why the CGI looks so bad. Because I mean, honestly, in Love and Thunder, it was not great CGI. Mm-hmm. Um. Doctor Strange was, I was like, 
there's parts where I was like, really? You guys have like, you know, this multi-billion dollar industry and this is the best you can do? Take a little extra time, push pretty, it back a few more. It's pretty sure I liked the Gamora from Marvel versus Capcom 2 better than I liked the one in Doctor Strange. <laughs> right? It, it's it's just like take take your time and put out quality. We'll wait. I mean, we've proved that we've proved that we can wait. You you know, you look at the different phases that they did leaving up to the Infinity Saga. We can wait. Mm-hmm. Just make it compelling and interesting. Just make it worth the wait. Right. And, and we're not alone because it's, uh, I found some uh, surveys from the consultation, morningconsult.com, I think it is. And they compared people of actual just adults overall from November of 2021. 36% said they didn't like superhero movies. That same survey in July of this year, up to 41%. Oh, jeez. And overall adults in 2021, the number that said they enjoy superhero movies was 64%, and this year was down to 59%. Now, you move that to people who claim to be Marvel fans already. 2021, 87% said they enjoyed superhero movies. That number is down to 82%. So if people that say they like superhero movies, or no, people that say they like Marvel, you've got an almost 10% drop of them saying they even enjoy marvel movies in a year that's a big Mm -hmm. drop and then for uh superhero movies in general marvel fans 13 percent said they didn't enjoy superhero movies and now 18 percent say they don't enjoy superhero movies i like marvel don't like superhero movies up almost 10 percent in a year like that's bad and that that, i feel like this this whole podcast has been a bunch of like negative complaining but i i just i just i just don't want it to get ruined because if they put out two or three more years of this year's superhero movies they're all gonna die because no one's gonna care and all these trilogies and all these universes that we've been promised and people are looking forward to just won't happen because they'll just get the axe because yeah they're not gonna make any money just forget it no one's gonna spend any time doing it and that we're not gonna get to see all the stories that we're getting teasers of five years in advance <laughs> i mean it's just like a tv show you know they I'm trying to think like in the nineties sitcoms were a huge thing. So they just threw sitcoms left and right, left and right, left and right. And a lot of them were were canceled because mm-hmm. they, they were just trying to throw spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm kind of worried that's what they're going to do, you know, with some of the, you know, obviously people are going to go see Ant-Man cause it still has Paul Rudd, right? The next, the next Thor movie they might see if, you know, Chris Hemsworth's in it, you know, but it's starting to kind of dwindle down because they're going to start having to expand the universe, which some of us are really excited about. But at the same time, we're worried because they're going to start expanding the universe to more obscure people that we may be excited about. We may know what's going on. Other people may may not. And I mean, there's times when I when we left a superhero movie and I had to ask you what the post credit scene was because it was so obscure that only like people who read the comic would understand. Yeah, I feel like they and, need to make sure these movies, they go back to that test and they get through it and be like, all right, when all's said and done, is somebody that has never seen another Marvel movie going to even understand what's happening here? They might not get all the nooks and crannies and all the little details, but do they at least have a basic understanding of the plot and what characters are important or not? Because if they don't, you need to do a couple rewrites. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, too, is you look at what we have Secret Wars coming out. We have Loki season two coming out. We have, and that's going to tie into the movies, right? Secret or Secret Invasion, mm-hmm. Secret Wars and Secret Invasion, right? They're both coming. Yeah, they haven't. They, I don't think. Yeah, it's. 
And then you have the Thunderbolts coming out, which if you haven't watched Captain America and the Winter Soldier, or not that uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon, you might be a little lost going into that since um, discount Captain America is going to be in it. You know, there's just different things that are tying in here. And I'm just like, is it too much? Mm -hmm. Is it too much all at once where people can't catch up because I'm getting so like behind on on the shows. I'm like, guys, <laughs> I don't, what, I, what's something's going on? What I was thinking to do with if they have these things, where they feel like they've got all these other parts to do it, is make the standalone movie, and then have the TV series that goes as almost like a companion that has the backstory of the other things that happen outside the movie that you watch afterwards or leading up to it. So they kind of tie to each other, like to give you some of that backside stuff that you know, like, okay, we've got all these different side stories, but we can't fit them into a movie because it'll just make it feel jumbled. Sweet. Let's do a little side story. That's, you know, you know right. A, a multiverse of madness part deer or something like that. And it's got, you know, a three part mini series that has the backstory of what happened to what something else gives you the idea. Maybe, yeah, uh, that's my well, solution think, to it. <laughs> well, I think they need to kind of take a step back too and put some space in between because we got WandaVision and then, you know, there was a, quite a few months past until Hawkeye came out and it gave you that time to stew on it, to resonate, to appreciate what you watched. And you're like, okay, I'm excited for the next thing. But you look at the most recent strain you had at Boon Knight and then what, like a month or two later, Miss Marvel. And then a month or two later, She-Hulk. And then in what, a month we're going to get secret wars or Inf- i don't remember which mm-hmm. one it is whichever one it is coming out and you know it's just they're not giving enough time for people to appreciate what they're putting out mm. i think back that's my two cents when the the first avengers movie came out i don't know about you but i went back and i watched all of the other marvel movies up to that point when it came out when endgame mm-hmm. came out we did a month-long marathon of watching all the movies leading up to endgame before endgame came out yep they think I'm going to do that again with 17 TV series. It's not going to happen. I'm like, ah, whatever. Who cares? I, I watched it once. Right. <laughs> I think I remember. Where's the cliff notes? Can you guys do a previously on for me? Yeah. Have the, have the oh, what's his name from, uh, from Ant-Man that talks really fast. Just have him recap all the movies at once. So, you know, it's at the beginning right. of the movie, just a five minute recap of everything you might need to know. All right, here we go. <laughs> I, I do. I do have to appreciate the, the route they're going with, like making the origin stories quicker. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they've gotten that down good with just jumping into the meat of it, mm-hmm. especially since everybody knows who Batman is, Superman, and, you know, all that jazz. But yeah, we, we don't need a I don't seventh know. Spider-Man origin story. <laughs> no, I think I think they just need to take like, you know, we've we've been harking. It's not we're not trying to be negative. I just think they need to take time and some quality and just have some fun with it again, you know, rather than just looking at everybody in the seats as dollar signs. Mm hmm. I don't know. I I know we nitpicked and we still love superhero movies and I'm still going to watch them eventually. <laughs> but yeah. like I said, I'm I I'm uh, just like you. I'm happy that we have superhero superhero movies everywhere. So we can see them, but I just I worry that they're not going to be special anymore because they're going to become just B movie knockoffs and nobody will care at all about them. And then I'll be back to being called a nerd for like my superhero movies. <laughs> right. Well, I kind of I kind of I kind of miss too like the original original stories competing with superhero movies right mm-hmm. now it's just like you hear a superhero movie come out you're like okay well that's gonna dominate everything you know even though this movie looks really compelling man yeah and I mean, then i honestly i honestly think that you know if if the cgi doesn't look up to par and it looks like something from the early 2000s 
redo it. Take a step back, push out, push back the release date, and yeah, make br- it crisp. Bring back some practical effects or figure out a way to make it look look nice. I like that. Well, yeah, because you look at The Hobbit, they did that all in front of a green screen, and it's garbage. So... <laughs> That's there, the there's that. He's going to die on it. But uh, <laughs> let us know. Uh, hit us up in the comments. Add Geek Geekish. We're on all the social media channels. Uh, what do you think? Do you have superhero fatigue? Does the industry have superhero fatigue? Love to uh, chime in and uh, hear you chime in and read your thoughts about that. So find us up at, at Get Geekish. Derek, fun as always. And, uh, yes, sir. We'll talk at you next week. Adios.